the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, everyone. This is V. And this is Tim. Welcome to Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, episode one. one. Today, we're up here on Mount Yona in North Georgia. And we're going to be talking about three different things. The first is Ayurveda. And not just any Ayurveda, it's going to be a little bit about Raja Ayurveda. And what is Raja Ayurveda compared to traditional Ayurveda? Next is, we're going to be talking about our style of yoga. We call it Spartan Yoga. And we'll get into the reasons why we call it Spartan, mainly because of the one next to me. And then the third thing is we're going to be talking a little bit about our trip to Greece. We're getting ready to head there in about 40-some days. So get ready, sit back, and we'll be starting in a minute. So we're going to talk about Raja Ayurveda to start with. And Raja Ayurveda is a style of Ayurveda that we teach. So V here is the expert in Ayurveda. So I'm going to basically let her start talking about what is Ayurveda and then what is Raja Ayurveda. So please begin. Ayurveda is an ancient medical system that was formulated in India. We have the traditional Chinese medicine and we have Ayurveda, pretty much a holistic system of looking at health. It has the name Ayurveda is sounds pretty weird, but it is actually a Sanskrit word that comes from Ayu, which means life in Sanskrit, the language that Ayurveda was written in and Veda, which means knowledge. You want to think of Ayurveda as the knowledge, the science of life. How you can live your life in a way that's gonna help you thrive, not just survive. And this is where the concept of Raja Ayurveda comes. So what does the word Raja actually mean then? Uh, Raja means something royal, something really important, something higher than other things. And that's Sanskrit And that's Sanskrit also. Is there a Greek word for Raja? It would be Vasiliki. Yeah, which is your name. <laughs> which is my my first name, yes. So it's actually, we could consider it Vasiliki yeah, Ayurveda. The, exactly, the Ayurveda written by me, <laughs> formulated by me. So you're from Sparta, and so you studied a lot about Ayurveda, but it was more in the Greek 
it was it was in the ancient greek system and what's happening is what do we forget is that people were communicating even in the in those days people were traveling so a lot of uh, ancient greeks had made it to northern india and vice versa so there and there was a lot of sharing of knowledge this is why the two systems are very interconnected. When you look deep down, the language may be different, but the concepts are the same. Yeah, and you were taught this from, basically from your grandfather. Yes, from my grandfather, who was a pharmacist and a chemist. And I'm very proud to say that at the age of uh, two and a half, I was able to sell rubbing alcohol and aspirin to people. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to Raja Ayurveda, Raja Ayurveda is going to be more about the mind then. Yes, it is about the mind because everything, everything starts from the mind. The mind... Well, uh, doesn't traditional Ayurveda, though, say that everything starts in the gut? Yes. So where's the difference here then? Well, you can say, you can, and there is nothing... They, they are both correct. Everything starts from the gut in terms of the disease starts in the gut because of the choices that we make from our mind. We use our mind to make choices of what we are going to put in our body, in our gut. So the disease starts in the gut or manifest, starts manifesting in the gut because of the choices that we make with our mind. So if we make better choices, Then there can... is no disease. Oh, good. Because our gut will be happy. So. And, and the gut is also considered a second... A second brain. Sweet. Yes. Yes. Our, there is a, a lot of um, evidence today that shows uh, how our... Uh, brain our physical brain and our gut are connected so also in traditional ayurveda there are different paths and one of them is and i don't they're not nadis they're what it, where it the brain is connected to it it's a uh, the channels yeah the srodas ah. yes and that is for another for another episode down the road there are different channels uh, physiological channels you can think of it as our uh, nervous system as our digestive system as our cardiovascular system and they are called srodas or channels and there is the channel of the mind which is actually one of the most obscure channels because no matter what even still to this day we don't we do not fully understand how our mind operates but we know enough from everything else in in order to make wiser choices which is another thing that people wait a lot of times they will um there will be a lot of evidence for something that can help our health and people will say well it hasn't been proven yet or this or that and sure enough some things will never be proven or it will take about 10 to 20 years to figure out what pill does good to what 
and are you gonna wait until then or decide now but ayurveda and also greek medicine have done the time exactly they've done the time so when when both disciplines in particular say well you know this we know this works i'd rather do it practice it for myself do my n equals one experiment and due to my accent i'm gonna say it one more time it's the n equals one experiment what is n equals one n equals oh one. by the way <laughs> v is a math genius or math geek so everything is related to math but go ahead n equals one is when you're doing an experiment where you just have one test subject so are, n equals 100 would be 100 test subjects your sample size would be a hundred n equals one means just one and guess who's that single subject in your sample yourself so doing the n equals one experiment means you decide on what you are going to try how long you're gonna try it for and you keep a track of the process so equals one and all of that ayurveda isn't about a cookie cutter format it's more of a each person has to be each person so you want to look at each person differently it's not take this and it you'll be better take this it's not eat turmeric and you're great no absolutely not <laughs> and it's not one size fits all and uh, turmeric is not a panacea ayurveda says that all of us are different each one of us is completely different and each one of us changes moment to moment day to day the, so what works today may not may, work tomorrow exactly because the weather may be different the seasons may be different the environment may be different we are different we change all the time thank goodness so raj ayurveda though is more about how the environment today affects us today and how the environment tomorrow affects us tomorrow where a lot of the what the commodity commodity <laughs> my other favorite yeah. term commodity ayurveda says do this and it's cut across it's it's a cookie cutter form exactly raja ayurveda is for us to thrive whereas commodity ayurveda i don't even know what it is for it is i would say more for survival Raja Ayurveda is about us thriving and in order for us to thrive we have to keep track to be aware of the changes in our environment and the changes in us the changes in our external environment and in our in our internal environment and no matter what we must live in harmony our external environment our house our work our community the weather the seasons must be in harmony with us with our mind that's where disturbance starts from in our mind so 
you're talking about Raja Ayurveda. Where does Raja Ayurveda actually come from? Raja Ayurveda is uh, the form of Ayurveda as it was practiced by the Brahmins and the Kshatriyas. In other words, by the rulers, the warriors, the priests, and the academics of the society. And you, you keep bringing, or we keep bringing in Ayurveda of the mind. It's about focus. It's, it's about grit. It's about it's. It's about tenacity. It's about courage. They realized that you had to be in control of your mind in order to achieve anything, and that's where the focus, the grit, the tenacity, the strength of the mind comes in. They had. They, they were the rulers, they were the warriors. They, they were... couldn't let emotions take over. Exactly, they, exactly. They had to be in full control of the mind. And the mind was not something mystical, something obscure. They were able to figure out how to control it in the same exact way that they were controlling their body. The mind was just another physical tool for them. Excellent. Again, excellent. Ex wow, I'm doing really good. <laughs> yep. So uh, today, this conversation about Raja Ayurveda was brought to us or to you by... APNA, the Association of the Ayurvedic Professionals of North America. Their website is apna.org, A-P-N-A.org. And you ought to check them out if you haven't already. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. This next section is going to be about Spartan Yoga. We've created Spartan Yoga quite a few years ago. Uh, yes, what? we started teaching it officially would be about 2009. Hmm. But it has been uh, the result of teaching all styles of yoga since 1999. Yep. And I want to go back to about 2001, where our studio first started doing yoga and wine classes, which brings us to our sponsor. The Senida Winery and Tasting Room, a beautiful facility in North Georgia. You will be surprised, but North Georgia has tons of wineries and amazing wine, not the sweet kind. We do not like sweet wines. Senida Winery and Tasting Room is one of the wineries who's actually using their own grapes and making amazing dry wine whether white, red, or even rosé. Yes, rosé can be good. 
Yeah. You may be surprised. And I actually, was. Actually, we've had three different rosés in the last couple of weeks, and every one of them have been great. But now, the F word. The F word. The flexibility. Spartan yoga is all about mobility. It is all about movement. Because the goal of Spartan yoga is physical, mental, and emotional strength and mobility. It is about helping the person, helping the individual become stronger in order to help their community. It is about assisting the person next to you. So it's not about the yoga teacher? It is not about the yoga teacher. It is not about looks. It is all about the person. That's why Spartan Yoga doesn't use the word flexibility. Flexibility has come to have a really bad connotation and it makes somebody feel weak. Why is that? Ask any person. Do you practice yoga? No, I'm not flexible enough. And this has nothing to do with their strength. What about the S word? Oh, the stretch. Spartan yoga does not use the stretch word. Again, stretching implies sitting statically and trying to stretch the muscles. Stretching for what? It is about extending within your individual range of motion with strength and control. Spartan yoga is about moving within your individual range of motion with strength and control. And that helps you physically, mentally, and emotionally. So you always, every time you get up in front of people, you start saying there's three rules of Spartan yoga. What are those three rules? First rule is we do not use the F word. We talk about mobility. I thought you were going to say we do not talk about Spartan <laughs> Second rule is we do not use the S word. It is about extending within our range of motion with strength and control. And third rule is about having fun. Because the bottom line is about enjoying life. That's where the wine comes in. <laughs> so, and the classes are not 90 minutes. They're... They are 55 minutes. Because you, you don't need a long class. Within 55 minutes, you can get in all your... Uh, strengthening movement you can get in your breath work highly important and you can get in your progressive relaxation response at the end so with that's all you need 55 minutes and a lot of times we design our classes to be 30 minutes or even 25 minutes and even though there are a lot of strength and there is some mobility and other aspects but you're it's mainly a breathwork course. Yes, that's the that's the secret. Uh, we actually cheat when we call it Spartan Yoga. 
and we talk about movement. In, uh, in essence, it is a full breathwork class because of the way we teach it. We teach at least four different types of breathwork within the whole class. But if you told somebody to go to a breathwork class, they would say, okay, whatever. So this, they get in the breath work and they feel amazing afterwards due to the breath work without even realizing it. So now you're teaching at uh, bringing up wineries. We've moved our studio. Basically, we were in St. Pete, Florida. For since, many, many since years. Since 1999, yes. actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, now we're here in North Georgia. Yes. We're doing a lot of training all over the place, but you have started picking up teaching at some wineries. Yes. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? I couldn't be happier about that. The scenery is so amazing. Not that I didn't love the studio or seeing Pete, but there is something about North Georgia, especially with all the vineyards, that's just magical. It is, it is so therapeutic in so many ways to actually be able to practice for the students therapeutic and for me, of course, but to be able to practice outside looking at the vineyards, looking at the sky, feeling the air, smelling the air. It's, it's just amazing. So you're using a lot more than just one sense. You're using of course, senses. of course. It's all about the five senses. You are, and you are truly immersed in the nature. And also, you have to actually, you. It helps you mentally outside of the five senses because there are so many distractions all the time, and you have to kind of ignore the distractions and come back on the mat. Squirrel. Bird. <laughs> Flies. <laughs> all different types. All different types of distractions, and you have to learn to ignore them. But that's okay. It's a and and that's what. That's what yoga is all about. It is, it is becoming part of the environment, being able to live within the environment. Same thing that Ayurveda teaches, just going differently about it. You just said Ayurveda. Yoga is all about being in... I like to explain it as yoga is bringing us in tune with our body. Ayurveda is bringing us in tune with nature. And then there's Jodish. And then there is Jodish, the Vedic astrology, who's bringing us in tune with the universe, with the planets. So when we start talking about Spartan Yoga, it's more of, if we use the word in Ayurveda, it's a tridoshic style of practice. It's not just for... Yes, Spartan yoga, Spartan yoga is designed because it is, it's about teaching group classes. So in group, in group classes, you're going to have all different types of people with all different constitutions. 
so you want to teach a class that benefits all different constitutions. You don't want to teach what you like as the teacher. Forget the teacher. It's about doing service to your students. So Spartan Yoga makes a huge point of teaching classes that are going to help all constitutions, all doshas. That would be the Sanskrit word in uh, Ayurveda. And with that, though, if you're teaching for all doshas, you have to be able to what? To, to understand Each the person. doshas yeah. and to look at your class. It is all about paying attention to all your students all the time. So you don't practice while you're So teaching. you don't practice, exactly. It, you are the teacher. You do not practice you, and you verbalize and you give cues that give options for each person to modify for themselves. You may be cueing one pose, but you are giving several options for that pose depending on your students. You watch your students all the time. So we talked about what Spartan Yoga is. Why are you calling it Spartan Yoga? Okay. Well, I am half Spartan. That's one of the reasons. But the main reason is that it is about the individual becoming strong enough in order for them to serve their community. It is about the economy of action and it is about finding the helping the individual find their own strengths they have to develop their own strengths their own skills in order to serve their community and they have to do it with as few tools as possible that's where the economy of action comes in it is not about anything superficial it is not about looks and it is not it is not about listening to a guru doing what the guru says in order to find some abstract enlightenment that who knows what that is it is about reality right here right now our immediate community and making the best use of the tools that we have right here right now there is no fluff in spartan yoga so in in Spartan Yoga, they discuss basically you you use what makes a hero. Yes, which is the strength. Can you use the, the Greek terms also? Yes, it is strength. That in Greek it is called areti. It's about skill or education in greek it is called pedia and it is about compassion or hospitality which in greek is called philoxenia you have to be strong physically mentally emotionally you have to have some sort of skill some form of education and knowledge. exactly knowledge and you have to have 
compassion or empathy towards the other person and you need a third of each one equally you cannot have too much of one that can kill you excellent we're going to be heading to greece october 2nd yes arriving there october 3rd and we're going for mainly two specific reasons the first is pick olives uh v has an orchard in south greece what about 75 trees yes approximately yep, yep. Yeah. down in uh, mani which is yes. just past sparty yes it's south of sparty and it is i believe one of the most beautiful places in the world and i'm going to have to agree with her it is just gorgeous there the the water is the blue is just unbelievable the mountains are all rock great climbing great hiking uh great food the people there are wonderful. Amazing climate. It, it's a very, very smooth climate. And actually, it's it's not as hard to get to as it used to be. No, no. The roads are all brand new. It but just... there's tolls every, like, <laughs> 15 feet. There's another toll. Yeah. It uh, it costs you $700 to fly to Greece and then $200 to... <laughs> to get to, yeah. 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 So, but we're going for uh, to pick uh, olives, and they're they're saying this year that uh, we should be picking them about the first week of October. Yeah, it, the earlier part of October because of how dry it has been. Yeah. So. I don't I don't know if you've seen in the papers or on news or anything. There's been a lot of really nasty fires there. Yeah. It's been really really dry in Greece. Yes, extremely this year. dry, extremely hot, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, hopefully we'll get, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred uh, kilos of oil to bring back. I doubt it, but I'll be happy with a few bottles. <laughs> we uh, will let you know. And then we're also going to uh, promote our next uh, training there. Yes, which is coming up in February of 2019, and it has two aspects to it. One, uh, the one aspect is um, a hundred hour immersion in Ayurveda for the mind. And uh, it involves um, distance learning and in-person training. And the in-person training is uh, February 18 to 27 on the island of uh, Aegina or Aegina in Greece. Which is considered by the Huffington Post as? The best Greek island you haven't heard of yet. And then the other part of the training, we are co-hosting the APNA Global Conference, March 1st to 3rd. Which will be the first ever in Greece. The first ever in Greece, and we are very excited about it. And it's going to be an amazing experience. So ideally, someone would do the 100-hour Ayurveda for the mind immersion and then finish with that conference mm -hmm. right afterwards. So also we're having to meet with the, the counselor uh, because we have doctors coming in from India to teach? Yes, we may have to do some paperwork uh, for uh, Indian citizens, not U.S. citizens, but Indian citizens, uh, a lot of them Ayurvedic uh, medical doctors from India who need a um, visa in order to enter Greece. And, uh, that'll be interesting. That, that, that will stuff. be interesting, but it will be very, very exciting to be to hear from them firsthand 
about uh, all the similarities that they recognize between Ayurveda and uh, the ancient Greek medical system. I am uh, looking very much forward to that. Thank you all so much for listening and... Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste Kala, which is Greek for May We All Be Well. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, Namaste Kala, which in Greek means... May we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.